Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Rats, and we're back. We're uh, back yeah. again. We're back again. We're back yeah. again for another week of podcasting. Uh, I'd like to welcome all our brand new listeners. Um, we're two lads in the west of Ireland who kind of just talk about weird stuff from around the world, and we just uh, we we hope that you enjoy it because we enjoy talking about it. We love it. We, we love it. And if you've come back, it. thanks for coming back as well, guys. I'm still recovering after last week's Halloween episode. Jesus, yeah, that was a scary one, wasn't and, it? And a fun fact for listeners: in a recent survey, people said they preferred listening to Raw Brad podcast than any other podcast. Now, I only surveyed my mum and dad. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, well, that's but, all right. That's but they said it. A hundred percent was it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Seventy-five percent. My mum was lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, what are we talking about in today's show, Steve? Today's show, we're talking about feral children. Feral children. Feral people. Um, Explain what they are for they the listeners. They are people who've lived in isolation from human contact from a young age. Some of them might have been raised by animals. Some oh, of them Jesus. just on their own in general. We touched um, on this before. We touched on this in episode, I think it was episode 12, Animal Kingdom, which is a good episode if you want to go back and <laughs> Check that out. Yeah, Animal Kingdom, we touched on a little bit. And later on, we'll be talking to Marina Champman, who is a fairly well-known feral woman. Yeah, I spoke about her. That's, that's You it, did it? speak about her, and that's why I said it'd be good to get her on the yeah, show. Yeah, and now you've and got, you got her on the show, have you? I, I got the finger out, <laughs> and I, I made some calls. Good and we, stuff, we, we've got her. So, before we do all of that interesting stuff, should we go to the news? Let's go. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. Hello, and welcome to the news. Welcome to the news. So, uh, Steve, uh, would I start or do you want to start? What do we do? I prefer, we should have this really organised. Okay? Yeah, look, that'd, that'd, that'd be too scripted. You go. Off you the go. cuff stuff. Right, you okay, go. we'll go. Right, I'll go. So, uh, you may you may have realised uh, recently that the hour went back there. Yes. Right? So, uh, if you found it difficult to reset the clock in your car, sometimes that is a bit difficult to do. You yeah, because your phones do it automatically. Your phones do it, but they're the kind of things you do, or you might have a kitchen clock or something like that. So, if you have found it difficult to reset the clock in your car, uh, you might spare a thought for uh, clock collector Roy West, who has to set um, every single one of his 5,000 timepieces back by one hour. Yeah. Oh God, that is actually—I re- never—you you'd never even think of something. Like I know. That. Yeah, the seventy-five-year-old man from Hampshire owns a whole heap of clocks, all which must be adjusted back into sync with Greenwich Mean Time. So he's been collecting clocks for nearly forty years and has to spend five hours fiddling with them every time the clocks go back or forward. Yeah, that's really annoying. I, if I was him, I wouldn't bother resetting them. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're selling them or showing them off. Yeah, well, this is like, he's an eccentric. I'll show you some of the pictures. Like, I'll put them up on Instagram because it's, yeah. it's uh, like, he has so many of them, right? That the whole, like, his complete flat is covered in them. Like, he's been collecting for 40 years. But you know what? That would drive me insane, like, listening to the... T- yeah, yeah. So he said 25 of them chime every 15 minutes. That's four times per hour, 24 hours a day. Okay, so if they weren't all set to the right time, they'd be chiming at different no, times. No, some of them have the chimes as well. So, you okay. know, like, you know, a quarter past, ding, yeah. and they get it half, ding, <laughs> just to oh, let yeah. you know that the time has gone by. Uh, so anyway, Roy really likes clocks. He's got so many that uh, he's got 30 beside his bedside. So he's got, like, no excuse for not getting up in the morning. And uh, so every, like, half year he has to, like... Adjust them so yeah. he's, he's spent five hours going around his apartment and <laughs> bringing them forward oh and bringing them back. That's he said, It's a long job, but I don't mind. Uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love my clocks. Is this guy, is he married? Or? He's got a wife, she's 68. Oh. She said, I start, he's still, I start in the bedroom because I have the most in there. That takes about an hour and a half. And then I go to the living room, that takes an hour. And then the hallway, kitchens, bathrooms, and the cupboards. Finally, I, I do the spare room, which takes another hour. 
Roy Belang began collecting clocks back when he was annoyed that his boss chucked out a perfectly good functional clock. He explained, all of a sudden, I started looking around at charity shops, picking up clocks and buying them. Pauline, my wife, brings home a new packet of batteries every time she goes to the shop. <laughs> Poor Pauline, like, right? But not even that changing the batteries in the mall. But a battery in the clock, yeah. that's a good He one. said, as for the ticking and timing, you get used to it. He's got clocks in the cupboards, uh, clocks on the sideboard, you name it. He's got them everywhere, right? He's got 60 in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I get annoyed by the... It's like, I get annoyed, right, by, like, the ticking of one clock when yeah, it starts yeah. to go off. Like, I often, sometimes, I'd be sitting there. Remember when I was trying to study years yeah, ago? And yeah. I, just tick, tick. Same, I got up, yeah. I just took the battery out. Yeah, if I'm, in, I'm out, trying like, to sleep and you can hear the ticking of the clock. Yeah, but I, I will, I'll put the pictures up and I'll show them to you because, like, he's opened, he opens a press and inside the press is just clocks on the wall. It's wall-to-wall clocks, whole house, any space, anywhere at all, he's put clocks there. Well, that's like... That's weird. It's very, it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's nuts. Like, but that's, uh, like, yeah. he could never give these, uh, sorry, a last track of time. Yeah, he's no excuse no. for being late. What? Unless, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I can imagine his arm with all these watches <laughs> up his arm. <laughs> like Mr. T, over the clock. <laughs> Who was your uh, man, the rapper that had the big clock around his neck? Do you remember him? Oh, what's his name? I can't think. It was it oh, from Public Enemy or Public, oh, what was it? I don't know. Uh, if anyone knows the guy with the clock, if yeah. knows, uh, Instagram message. <laughs> He's there. like a 90s rapper. My news story, are you done with that that's one? Well, that's a bit, yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> that, that is <laughs> Roy West. Have a look. Look him up online there if you're listening to this. Roy Champion West. Roy West, yeah. Um, an Italian family are reported to have such a high threshold for feeling pain, they barely notice when they burn themselves or even break their bones. This is a really strange one. Right. Um, Lizana Marcella knew she was different in school. When she noticed she experienced pain in a totally different way to all other children. Not not wailing and screaming when she got cuts, bruises, burns. Now 52, she says the condition is a blessing and a curse. So from the day, day to day, they live a normal life, perhaps better than the rest of the population. Because they, were, they rarely get unwell and they hardly feel pain. However, in truth, they do feel pain. But the perception of pain only lasts for a short few seconds. So there's actually a family of them. Right. That their pain threshold is extremely high. It's like a condition they have. It must be dangerous, though. While skiing, Letzana broke her right shoulder but didn't even notice. She continued to ski and only discovered the extent of her injury when she visited the hospital after feeling a tingling sensation in her fingers. Letzana's sister, Maria Elana, often burns inside of her mouth while drinking hot drinks that are way too hot. Her son has fractured his ankle while playing football and noticed, uh, without noticing, he's fractured his ankle. And her daughter, Virginia, once left her hand in ice for 20 minutes without feeling the thing. Obviously, just to test just to it. Test it yeah. still had this thing. But it's crazy. It's that, like, like a superpower. Like, it isn't is it? Like a, they're like a, the X-Men family yeah, or something. Yeah. Their grandmother came off an escalator and broke her ankle. <laughs> I uh, didn't, sorry, I don't know why I found that funny. <laughs> sorry. Just say, <laughs> uh, Dr. James Co- Cox, uh, <clears throat> genetic, a geneticist at the University College London and one of the co-authors of the study documenting their documenting the discovery. Yeah. She went to the doctor, doctor took an x-ray and said, well, actually, you've broken your ankle before. So she's broken it a few times. She didn't even know about it. Like. Researchers discovered that the family have a high pain tolerance due to the genetic mutation of the ZFHX2 gene. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know that. <laughs> That's one. my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The discovery after many years of investigation is likely to have a huge influence on the pain relief drugs. Like they can oh, use Okay, their, they can use some of the yeah, stuff from yeah. them too. Okay. So by identifying this mutation and clarifying that others that it contributes to the family's pain intensity, they've opened a whole new door to the you know, they can 
they can use their genes to to, to help others. People. It's like when you take venom from a snake to try and use anti venom. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what exactly. I mean? You're yeah, using yeah. that in a way. That's the, I know it doesn't. It's not the same thing, but it's the same kind of principle in a way. You're using them to. But try that'd and, be great to have a really high pain threshold. It would, but it's like you're saying, like if you don't know, like if say I say you know, you I know s- it could be you could dangerous. Sit, you, you could, could sit actually... down on something that's on fire and you wouldn't feel it burning you, like yeah, yeah, like. I get... I know, I was like one of my mates years ago, and uh, I won't name him, but anyway, he was drinking some putching, right? Yeah. And he drank a lot of putching. For people from America and stuff, don't know, it's like hooch, it's like moonshine. It's like moonshine, is Yeah, the it's like illegal drink. alcohol they used to make from like potatoes and stuff, but it could be very strong. And he was drinking it, and he didn't even know like that his hand, he was in someone's cottage or something like that, his hand was on a stove. Oh, Jesus. And he was burning away, he didn't even know until someone saw it. His, hand, his, hand, his hand was stuck to the stove. They, he got a bit scary. burnt, he was up to the, no, it was all, it actually wasn't too bad in the end, he, like it was kind of crusty and pussy for a while, <laughs> like, it wasn't too nice, but yeah, yeah. he, he sowed out again, yeah. That's but, uh, rotten. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, no, it like, is dangerous, changes yeah. if you can't feel pain, because like, the alcohol in a way shuts off the pain as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny, like, you know, she did, what, did she dislocate her shoulder there? Did just a bit of a tingling Shinder, in her yeah. fingers. Yeah. She would be handy in like a situation like Die Hard or something like that. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're getting shot, you keep on going. Like, if that but, was me, I would be like the daughter, you know, putting her hand in there. I'd be testing it, you know, yeah. see how far he can You'd go. be doing Guinness World Records, that's what you'd be doing. Oh, he would, yeah. Man who kept his hand in ice for six years. <laughs> <laughs> Still there. Like. Still there, yeah. That a tree deferment right to beat you. That's not good for you, though. No, it's not good no, for you, no. It's not good no, for you. No, no, no. Um, any more news? I do have a bit more news, right? Um, so there was a jacket, well, not a jacket, but a, a cardigan. Um, so yeah, everyone knows Kurt Cobain, right? But uh, Kurt Cobain, Who? Kurt Cobain, <laughs> Kurt, uh, Curtis, uh, your man from fucking uh, Nirvana, Nirvana, right? Nirvana. But uh, you know, when he was like on MTV Unplugged, yeah. he wore this kind of greeny sort of cardigan. It's an iconic cardigan, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. So a one. cigarette burned cardigan worn by Kurt Cobain during Nirvana's iconic Unplugged session has sold at an auction for 300,000 euro. God. The olive green Manhattan brand acrylic mohair cardigan was sold at an auction at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, like, like the, for 300,000 euro. Like, for, like, the auction I've described it as one of the most famous sweaters in history, but like, it's a grubby cardigan with fag burns in it. And someone yeah. paid 300,000 euro for it. Like, you could buy a house. <laughs> For 300,000 euro. Yeah. Well, it's mad what people... But or a Ferrari with fag burns in the seat for 300,000. I know, but it's the, the <coughs> fact that he's wore it. You yeah. know what I mean? What would you prefer? A house or a cardigan? Yeah, but like if, if it was something I was really into, like maybe a bit of movie memorabilia, like, you know. Yeah. Still you, though, you, I think you'd pick a house. Lo- if you had the money. Ah, yeah, if you had, you're not selling well, the house to buy the cardigan, I suppose. No, like. if, you had, if you had 20 million yeah. and you were a fan of, like, I know you like Dolly Parton or whatever. Yeah, I do love Dolly. <laughs> if, you know, one of her... <laughs> She's the main reason I work 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if one of her clothes or items... One of her clothes, clothes yeah. <laughs> one of her items of clothing was selling for 2 million, you'd easily fork out 2 million. I would. <laughs> if I had 20, I'd give 2 million for Dolly Parton. Clothes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or undies, <laughs> yeah. But like, Kirk, a bit. Were you a fan of Kirk? Were you a Nirvana head? I like the day. I was never really a music head at all. Yeah, because remember like, when we were in school to be like, my friends always made fun of me for my music taste. Like, I like like my CDs would be compilations. One of them would be heavy metal. The next song could be a Britney slow Spears. song. You know, I'm into all sorts of. Weird Obviously, mine is just old Dolly Parton. But <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> but no, but like back in the day when we were in school, there'd be like grungers. Yeah, and ravers, and they was kind yeah, of like yeah. that. Were the kind of two kind of like would be the guys with the Metallica T-shirts, you know? And yeah, the kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wu Tang Clan and the dirty oh, hair and yeah, like yeah. the jewelry or whatever they'd be wearing, yeah. like the stuff. And then the ravers would be kind of more tracks of bottoms and yeah, yeah. dance tunes. That was the kind of the, the, they were like our jocks and um, 
whatever the fuck jocks yeah. and uh, nerds is it yeah i, I don't know <laughs> different and there was of... and there were the jocks we used to call winners remember that winners winners yeah yeah people who won stuff when we were in school were called winners yeah. <laughs> as uh, mean, like, oh you, you winner just, yeah i thought it was someone though who just thought they were great yeah when well, people were winner yeah yeah people you were, were a bit of a winner i don't think i was like, <laughs> i didn't joking. win anything i joke <laughs> I wish I won something when I was in school. I didn't win anything. I won an. You I, won that uh, Dolly Parton when you. That looking like. <laughs> okay, this is a disclaimer. I don't like Dolly Parton in case people start tagging me in Dolly Parton stuff now. Yeah. I don't. I have no interest in her at all. Do you not like any of her songs? I actually like Jolene. It's pretty good. So you've lied there. Yeah. You've just Jolene lied. is a good song. I forgot, you said how, you good, I forgot like how good Jolene is. Yeah. Yeah. And how come I. Like, that was playing here when I called. <laughs> it's my up. ringtone. <laughs> when I called up to the office. You Jolene. Like, Jolene. Jolene. Up to the office, yeah. Jolene. All right, so was that the news? That's pretty much all I've got in the news, yeah. 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 We have to save some for next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was the news. Right, guys. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. Okay, so that was the news. That was the news. I hope you enjoyed the news. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> right, right, so today, as we said, today, today's episode called Wild Child. We're talking about oh, fairy- wild child. Yeah, wild yeah, there we go. So, yeah. like I didn't that. know it was called that till now. Yeah, just yeah. now. I just, right. just, yeah. just came up with oh, it there. Epiphany. Yeah. yeah. But come here. <laughs> okay. Go so, on. So, right, a feral child, as we said, or a wild child, is a human child who lived in isolation from human contact from a young age and has a, had little or no experience of human care, behavior, or human language. So, there are several confirmed cases and other speculative cases. I suppose that's why I think Marina Chapman, who we'll be talking to later, some people like discredit her story and say, look, that couldn't have happened. You couldn't have. Been. Because it is so unbelievable. A lot of these stories. Like, I remember when I read about her that time for the, yeah. in the previous episode and it said that she found it difficult to get her book published because they thought people, it wasn't true. Like yeah, her story. people didn't believe Some it. people don't believe her still, do they not? Yeah, but then she didn't want to write a book, Marina. It was her daughter, Vanessa, who thought, you know, her mother has an amazing story. They should share it. She Cash wasn't, on it. But she wasn't <laughs> that bothered on, you know, sharing her story. Yeah. So. Um, and like it's a bit it's a funny subject here do you know what I mean this is a comedy podcast and what we're talking about here feral children it's it's where kids have been like left and abandoned it's not a nice subject well yeah but so uh, I've avoided some of the heavier stories but it's, I suppose it's, it's, it's entertaining it's not entertaining it's, it's, not, it's, <laughs> it's entertaining, entertaining. It's, I wouldn't mean to say entertainment <laughs> I would to say it's interesting it is interesting we, we are both just what happens we are both interesting and funny oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you look if you look on our uh, Beck and Apple uh, thing and people leave reviews interesting and funny Funny and interesting <laughs> these, these <laughs> reviews So if you feel like Leaving a review That says interesting But thanks very much For people who have Left reviews yeah. It's very nice of you. We do really appreciate The reviews on uh, iTunes And if you can leave one It'd be great yeah. and, like, It helps us to, It helps us jump up the list Min- Of podcasts And yeah. people go looking for them So the more reviews And like likes And subscribes Look and minimum 200 stars. words If you could Just a short Yeah Just thing. like interesting you know I mean? And funny and funny And interesting <laughs> All right, so look, a few different cases of feral children. Yeah. Um, Oksana Miliana in the Ukraine in 1991. Oksana was found living with dogs in a kennel. Um, she was eight years old and had lived with the dogs for six years. Like, that's horrible. Her parents were out. She's alcohol- been living with them since she was two. She Okay, hang on. Let me do the math here. Yeah, she was eight. She's been living there for six years. Yeah, she was two. Yeah, that's she moved awful. in when she was two. So her parents are alcoholics. And one night, oh, they left her outside. And looking for warmth, uh, the three-year-old, that's what it says, so she must have been three, oh, okay. crawled into the farm kennel and curled up with the mongrel dogs in an act that probably saved her life because yeah. it kept her warm. When discovered, she behaved like a dog... She behaved more like a dog than a human child. She ran on all fours, panted with her tongue, and she couldn't like she couldn't communicate with people. Um, she's f- she 
but she's only had the ability of a five-year-old. Now she's thirty. She's still kind of like, you oh know, yeah, she never really, but, like, yeah, never got the oper- chance to yeah, develop properly. But that's it. Like, and so, did the dogs accept her? Like, was she living with the dog? Like, were, I, well, were they I, feeding her and what? Well, the dog. I didn't go too much into her story, okay. but I think that like she survived. The the dogs. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. parents obviously must have fed her and threw out food and shit like and stuff. I wonder does she have a dog now? You'd imagine <laughs> she probably does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't but, uh, know. You'd imagine you would like. But some, that's the thing, though. Some people, like some people, just shouldn't have kids. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. They shouldn't have kids. Like, there's all but, that. And thing anyone about, can have kids. Like, yeah, there me is and no, you could have kids now. <laughs> we probably can through science or something like that. Yeah, but, but at least if, if we're going to go and do it, <clears throat> we have to go to like a lab and we have to get like. Yeah, it has to be a decision to do it. You know what I mean, right? It, like, I actually have the paperwork here. <laughs> like, say, yeah, I'll just sign it. But, <laughs> but like, if you wanted to do it, like, you know, there's all this thing of like um, gay marriage, and then like, if they should be allowed to have kids, if they're going to go through all that like hassle to actually want kids, a lot of people just end up with kids by accident. Yeah, do you exactly. Know what I mean? And they're they're really just want. And they to sh- have, yeah, yeah, and the, do you know what I mean? So there is the argument for like. I, I don't think, look, I don't think it should be easy. Like nowadays, you nearly should have a license <clears throat> to to have a child. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. should have to pass some sort of test. Yeah, because there's kids out there that are lunatics. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean? but it's about law. It's just as long if two men or women want to have a child, they should be entitled. As long as they look, if they look. Oh yeah, look I don't. I don't mean they need a license. I mean everybody. No, no, there's I know. Oh, like, I know. What there's you a mean, lot yeah, of like yeah. people who just like you know they shouldn't be having kids. I suppose that's a lot. Some cases of these like um, feral children are just awful. Like there's another one. Prov- Parava, the bird boy, Russia, 2008. Don't know. Sorry, Russia, 2008. So Parava. 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 A seven-year-old boy was found in a tiny two-bedroom apartment living with his 31-year-old mother. He was confined in a small room filled with bird cages and birds, obviously, containing dozens of his mother's pet birds, bird feed and droppings. She treated her son like a pet. He was never physically harmed. Oh, that's that's good. But it's not, yeah, but he never tra- she treated him like a bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she neither... She didn't beat him... Or never left him without food. Ah, that's all right. I know, I'm only joking. <laughs> she just locked him in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he wasn't in a cage, he was in a room, but she never... He was in a room full of cages. She never spoke to him. He was only... His only communication was with the birds. He couldn't speak. He chirped. So he must have been quite good at whistling. Uh, when he wasn't understood, he would wave his arms like a bird. Like, he just... That's how he taught to interact with people. Uh, this is quite a depressing episode. This is Robert. a bit bad so far. Isn't so this it? child abuse you're telling us about so far. Here's another story about child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it isn't funny, but yeah, I don't know where we were going with this episode, but uh, Marina's a very interesting story. <laughs> like, and you know what, though? But like, hey, it yeah. happens. Things happen. Yeah. Shit happens. Uh, and then his mother opened the window one day, and he just flew away, <laughs> and he flew into a happy home. If only. Let's just. <laughs> and say now he lives with a family of eagles. Yeah, and soars the skies. Yeah, let's. That's just how. It ended, okay? Let's just say that happened. Yeah, we don't know, but it's sad. These are real cases that mean, but um, yeah. But uh, I suppose it's been covered. Like it is something. Like it's been legends of folklore. Tarzan. He's not real, but it's a story of uh, Tarzan was a fictional character. He's was he mo- based on someone? No, he's the most famous feral child. Yeah, he could have been. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> He was raised in the, he was raised in the African jungle by apes. And what I like about Tarzan is that he experienced civilization after being whatever left or abandoned in the jungle. Or I think it was after an accident with his parents. He was left and found by gorillas and raised. I know it's not a true story, but 
The thing I like about this story no, but is I, that it's not no, true. But, but you know what I like? Tarzan, when he experienced civilization, yeah. he didn't like it and he left and he went back to the apes because that's where he was happy. Yeah. Do you know what? With animals, what you see is what you get. People are two faced. Yeah, that's true. You're no. like, you're two faced. I am, yeah. I'm joking. Like, when you're not here, this stuff I say about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have another podcast where I just give out about you. Yeah, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> What's he on about? I should always. But, um, yeah. Should we, okay, before we get into Marina's story, because okay. Marina is someone who people did, um, they were a bit sceptical of her yeah. story, but it is an interesting one and a sad story, but she was actually, she's a lovely, really Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I haven't, heard this. I haven't heard this interview yet. So Marina's story is at the, in 1954, at about four years of age, Marina came from a South American village and she was kidnapped and uh, yeah, she was kidnapped and left by her kidnappers in the jungle. She lived with a family. Why did they do that? I think something went wrong. She kind of recalls what happened yeah. when she was taken. She remembers something happening, but they kind of maybe something went wrong. There was some someone was onto them. You don't know yeah, why. I suppose, or maybe yeah, they just yeah, thought, just, just, "Here we have too many kids," or something. Yeah, I, think, get rid of this one. I think there was this other one's a bit, kids. This one's a bit lippy. Leave her in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So her kidnappers left her in the jungle. She lived with a small family of capuchin monkeys for five years before she was discovered by hunters. She ate berries, roots and bananas dropped by the monkeys. She slept in holes in the trees. She walked on all fours. Um, just the, the mood, the monkeys looked after her. They took care of her. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. that's they, what she says. They reckon by the length of her hair when she was found, she... Um, that's how they knew how long she was with them. Oh, right. you know what I mean? Jesus, yeah, that's like cutting a tree in half, counting um, the rings, is it? You just like see her, how long the hair is. That's good, yeah. Her story didn't end then when she, um, do you know, after you think... The hunters found her, like. Yeah. After the hunters found her, she... What happened to her after? I think, did they, did they try and put her into prostitution or something? No. Yeah, she was rescued by hunters. She was sold by the hunters into a brothel. Jesus. Escaped and then lived on the streets. And then when she reached her mid-teens, she was offered a job and ended up working as a nanny for a family. The so fam- she was sold into a brothel as a child? Sold into a brothel. I don't think she even understood where she was, but she ran off and escaped. This is a very Should dark go- episode. It is a, it's a very dark <laughs> episode. Should we go into the interview? <laughs> Jesus but can we just say... But you know what? Marina's She's lovely. okay now, like. She's grand now. Yeah, she's yeah. actually married now. She's adopted it? all the other kids from the previous stories and they're all living in a house together <laughs> happily ever after. No, but you know what? She Through her job, she ended up moving to Bradford in Yorkshire oh lovely yeah <laughs> and she lives there today she's married and has children and her younger daughter Vanessa has wrote a book and we'll talk all about that in we'll go to the interview with Marina good stuff and things are going to get a lot more positive after this <laughs> okay so on the line I have Marina Champman who has a very amazing story Marina you were kidnapped at four years old yes can you tell us a bit about what happened that day? I, I didn't expect it. I was playing with some things in the garden, and I never thought anybody would come and take me away. Yeah. It just happened suddenly, and it was uh, horrible. Uh, they blocked my face. I felt very sleepy, very dizzy with something. Uh, uh, I don't know, some smell or something. Yeah, they put like... Yeah, a rag over your mouth. I don't know what was it. Yeah. Just no idea. And the, what they they abandoned you. The people who took to you abandoned you in the Colombian jungle. Yes, for a long time journey, a long time with 
all the children they were with me at the back. I could hear at the background some children yelling, and I was trying to move and to wake up, and I couldn't. Yeah. And, Marina, the amazing thing about your story is that you spent five years then in the Colombian jungle. and uh, yes, I was a, a guess. We are guessing, really. We, we did some research and all to do with the, the length of my hair. Yeah. So you're th- they, they were able to establish that you were, you were gone for five years by how long your hair was at the time you were discovered. That's right. Yeah. 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 But, but, like, so you, you befriended a family of capuchin monkeys. <laughs> yes. I like it. I really, they're like my family. Yeah. And, like, did they, did, they, did they warm to you as a child when you were left there? Like, you must have been terrified when you were on your own in the jungle. I I was very very solitary, very very lonely. Yeah. Hoping that somebody might return for me, and it never happened. I was start waiting and waiting, and and anyway, I don't know. I felt very unwell. I know that, but I'm glad these animals came one by one. But uh, I felt a little bit better that some something was there. I know they did pop my, you know, knocking and knocking over me and, and just touching me. And I think they were checking on me, maybe. They were kind of just seeing, they were sussing you out, kind of seeing. I was just weeping and crying. I'm miserable. And I just, maybe, they're trying to say, and maybe they, if you were saved, maybe they think about, I don't know what they think about. They just came one one by one, and then I couldn't count it rapidly. It seems to be more and more. Yeah. And did you sleep with the monkeys, Marina? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is so embarrassed. There's all these things. You know, Katrina McIntosh, she's a psychiatrist. As a medical doctor, she's been the latest one. She just discovered something happened to me in a jungle. This is so embarrassed. I didn't want to say it, but she's the only one who discovered it. <laughs> and I have to admit, yes, this happened to me about yeah. this particular monkey who was trying to <laughs> trying with me, and I'm just pushing it. But she just discovered that. I was shocked. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, you know, I was going something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marina, did uh, like it must have seemed like a lifetime that you were with them. Like five years is a long time. And were you able to eat with the monkeys and get food? And eventually, I did. It doesn't happen straight away. It only trained you bit by bit, and then they just climb over your shoulder when so they become a little bit more friendly yeah. with you, which is great. It, it just feels like a great comfort that somebody on your shoulders touching your hair. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's the touch of something in that moment. It was great for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing that you survived that long with them in the jungle. It was difficult. I think if it wasn't because of them, because uh, I've learned how to find the food, how to talk the sounds, how to learn the sound, which sound means what? Yeah. It really is a life saving when you learn to know which sound 
does something. It's like a, a language, uh, something like that. Yeah. And did, did, Marina, did you ever encounter any other animals that were kind of a threat or danger to you? Um, I I was sleeping one night in the floors in the, under the bush, and I remember feeling something sliding on my back, very gently sliding down, a lone animal. I don't know what was it. Yeah. I just uh, I couldn't be bothered because it was like a, a back massage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I just uh, nothing happened. I just never. You weren't you weren't it's afraid. Gone, it's gone somewhere. I had no idea what was it. I couldn't be bothered. I was very tired. You weren't afraid or anything. No, I never. I never had that fear. I don't know what was fear for it. A person like me, I have no idea. I was afraid when some pe- some soldiers coming into the jungle with the guns shooting. I didn't like the sound of the shooting. It really disturbs me. And I never came out. I always hide under the bushes because I was very tiny. It was easy for me to hide and not to come out in front of anybody. Yeah, you were you were scared. You were scared of people, were you? I was more scared of people because I saw what they were doing to the animals. They were taking them away and creating really a war between these things. Yeah. The, the, the sound of the monkey is is um, some of them. Uh, I don't think they were familiar with people. What they're going to do to them? I just uh, they come out for food and mm. things like that. So, Marina, after five years living in the jungle with the monkeys, you were eventually found by hunters, isn't that right? Yeah, well, uh, they didn't find me. Uh, to be truly, it was, I saw the face of this young girl, and I thought, oh, she's, she seems nice. Oh, I think, you know, it's a kind of, uh, as when you're younger, you, you, you look at somebody's face and you think, oh, you can trust. Yeah, was, was this, this was another, another woman, was it? Well, I just, I came out and I wasn't afraid. I just keep looking at that, at that lady, a young girl. And I went a little bit closer, I'm closer. But she was very feeling fastidious because I was very filthy and smelly, probably. Maybe she didn't want to touch me. I was very stinking. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing. And then eventually he said something to her and she grabbed my hand and then I felt secure. Okay. Uh, it's a kind of thing. I don't know why I feel like somebody came for me, but no. Yeah. Um, I felt uneasy because when they took me away for a while, he was very rough, this man. He was really pulling and aggressive. Yeah. And I wish I went back to the monkeys. I went, I, I just thought I want to go back to them. I regret it. Yeah. In that moment. I couldn't because it was too late. This man put me into the truck with force behind the boxes. And I just wish. Yeah. Anyway, there were some monkeys in the boxes and it was very upsetting. Yeah. Um, you went. Yeah, I don't yeah. like monkeys, any animals traveling in trucks. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, you ended up anyway, so th- this was a group of hunters. That woman and a man, was a, they were hunters that kidnapped. They, well, they took you out of the jungle, but he then, he put you into a brothel, which you escaped from. Yeah, I only found that out later. I didn't understand. 
I didn't. I have no, no idea. I was yeah. too young. Yeah. So you ended up then, you lived on the streets for a few years in Colombia then, uh, Marina. Yes. I learned the language. Children teach you how to talk, how to uh, do things. Yeah. I, I, did, I wasn't able to, to walk in a room and sit down like many people. I, I was no idea about sanitation. Millions of stuff I have to learn. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, uh, I'm still learning. I am very slow learning, but I'm still learning, copying people and listening all the time. Yeah. And um, I find it difficult sometimes. Yeah, it's an amazing story, Marina. Like, what, what, how, how did you end up in Bradford in England? <laughs> I can't believe it. I was meant to be a nanny for some couple in America, and I said I'd come for three months here, and then I got to them. And then, uh, no, that was the plan. Uh, and I just couldn't believe I was coming here to stay. I couldn't speak the language. Okay, so, so you, you, were, you ended up working as a nanny in Bradford. Is that how it worked? I was, I've always been a nanny in Colombia. Okay. I was, when I grew up, and uh, I became a nanny with children, and the children loved this nanny. Uh, because I used to climb all over the chimneys and doing things I shouldn't do, really. I was really not very well disciplined. But uh, they were fascinated the way I used to climb in, in walls and chimneys and doing things I'm not supposed to really teach the children. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, it wasn't easy for me. I, I, I just gradually, I control, you know, I learned control in a society about not to do things and yeah. in the teaching. Yes, but, um, I'm much better. My husband is trying to make me into the lady for years, and he's not been successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Marina, I, I hear you're, I hear you're still able to climb a tree very well. No, that's good. But I was able to do it so quickly. Yeah, nobody, yeah. Nobody looks you up at the tree. It's the best place to hide. Yeah, nobody yeah. Thinking you on the tree was fantastic. I saved my life. Yeah, yeah. Marina, I, I know so, some psychologists thought that, like, possibly some of your memories could have been false due to the tragic nature of your childhood. What do you say to those people? Like, do you think that there's some way that maybe your memories of the jungle could be false? No way. You cannot forget, you, you, you know, your past. I'm sure you have some experience as a child. Yeah. And it stays with you in your mind. My daughters remember, well, my younger one, I couldn't believe she still remembered. I used to feed them in the morning for breakfast, and I used to make a lot of monkey sounds and anything to do with the jungle. And I couldn't believe my daughter grew up, and she still remembered, and she was a toddler. That yeah. Told somebody I used to feed them because that way, and it was so embarrassed. Yeah, <gasps> I yeah. I wonder how to tell, but she told some. <laughs> well, Marina, Marina, it truly is an amazing story. From five years as a child in the jungle to going, yeah, to going to a brothel to now ending up living in Bradford in England. And Marina, people can check out your story in the book, The Girl with No Name. Isn't that right? Yeah. So that yeah, book, that. Right. That book is available on Amazon and in most bookstores. Marina, well, thanks a million for talking to me. Your story you tr- truly you is welcome. amazing. 
Oh, I can't believe it. I didn't want to do it. I was just thinking about how can be interested. I don't, I never think it's interested, but I am really surprised. I'm very surprised that I was interested and I felt frightened about my grandchildren getting bullied at school or my daughters. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of thing, I don't know, it's a kind of fear, in the, but nothing happened. People are great. People are very smart in here. They yeah. Are, it's, it's, this country is full of protection. Yeah. It just doesn't realize what happened to other children in other countries. It's completely different. Like, Marina, you never actually thought, like, your name it probably isn't actually Marina Champman. Your birth No, I, I choose my name, Marina, because <laughs> this, is a, this is so silly. There was a beauty queen in Colombia called Marina, and I just wanted that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Mar Marina, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you talking to us. You're welcome. Okay, well, that was uh, really interesting. Yeah, wasn't she, it? she does. I'm not like Marina actually said to me after the conversation, she said she apologized because her English isn't great. And I suppose, you know. As we were saying, listening to that, like, she had no education. Yeah. So, like, and obviously she grew up in Colombia. So, like, it's like she had. Like English is not her first uh, she's language. She's really good crack though. She seemed, she seemed like and a very happy you, person for me, someone who's been through <laughs> such a shitty life. Yeah, me, and you were, me and you were laughing. My interview technique still needs a bit of work. <laughs> I do have a habit of going, yeah. Or, yeah. Or no, it's more, it's more, she'll tell you something really like personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? But anyway. Do, yeah, but do you know when you're going to, you know, I'm kind of preparing my next question. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I, I know, but I should just be like, yeah, do it slightly differently. Like, okay, mm. you know, mm. rather than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. Well, like myself and Stephen, we're still figuring out this podcast. Yeah, we're crack. still we're learning, we're, still we're growing and, and learning. learning. Yeah, and you can grow and learn with us. Yeah, yeah, we're very interesting. And funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I thought like she's a like for a person who's had a bad old time of it. She's, she's I think she's ended up with a decent enough life. She seems happy. She's she got a husband. She's, she's two got kids. daughters. Yeah, and you know one of them wrote the book. Uh, the book I'd say it's it's got very good re rave reviews on Amazon. Has the it, girl yeah. with no name. If people want to no check that Marina. out. Marina, yeah, Marina, the girl with no was name. She, was she picked that? I know, name. I know, she I know, I know. I just laugh when this. Do you know what I'm gonna do? And actually, if I can find the clip of, I like the Marina fact. I like, I like uh, her saying that she was a, a fun nanny uh, because she used to be like climbing the fireplaces and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd say yeah. she'd be like, "Look at home when your nanny's up in the fireplace." <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a video as well. If I can share the video, there's a video of her when she was in her mid to late sixties climbing a tree, and she doesn't fairly quick. Like, Still so fairly nimble, is she? Yeah, fairly nimble. So we'll share that video if I can find it. Now I'm just going to play a clip of a National Geographic special here of just what some uh, skeptic said about uh, Marina's story. We'll okay. just here. I'll li we'll listen to that and we'll come back. Good. It's a truly incredible story. But scientists familiar with tropical jungle conditions express deep skepticism. It would be a miracle that a little girl could survive several years in the jungle of Colombia. I can't see how a child could be raised by monkeys, even if it was possible for her to survive long enough for them to adapt to her. She wouldn't have survived that initial period. Some psychologists suspect that Marina's story is the product of a childhood trauma, a false memory invented by her subconscious mind, perhaps to block out a much worse experience. People can, in appropriate circumstances, develop 
very, very rich false memories for very, very bizarre and unusual and extreme experiences. But those memories can still feel as real to the person who has them as the memories for things that actually did take place in their lives. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what some of the sceptics have said. And you can kind of see where they're coming from. But like, I don't know, she seems fairly certain. Do you know what I mean? It's very similar, like when I was talking about on the other episode with the boy who had been raised by wolves or something like that. You know, yeah. he's to the family. And they're just saying like it's very like it's mainly like it's very difficult for like any animals to kind of accept people into their into their lives yeah. like that. So I don't know. But like it's hard to know, isn't it? Like, as I was saying to you, this isn't, if this is real, it's fucking amazing it should be a movie sure there's that famous case remember the kid in Donegal who was raised by earthworms what I'm joking they're <laughs> <laughs> looking over you go like what the fuck <laughs> earthworms uh, earthworm Jim Josiah he make grow would you remember that for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. no but look I think it's like everything we have talked about that is a bit bizarre and a bit odd. I'm glad we've we veered off the child abuse. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to just one last bit on the child abuse. <laughs> Are you? No, 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 no. I was just going to say, but like, if she is, like, as the psychologist is saying there. If she is blocking out a Blocking jungle. out something worse. Jeez, what could be worse than, like, being, being kidnapped, left in the jungle, then being thrown into a brothel, then living on the streets with the child? Like, what the, what? Yeah, I, I would like to think why, of what why, is worse than that. To be why honest, why make it up anyway? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but it, I don't it, the mind, as we we know, it's a is, complicated, it's a powerful thing. thing, and it, it can like give you, you know, false memories and stuff like that to try and like, yeah. hide details of what really went. Yeah, on, but maybe. I guess I suppose uh, uh, through all the years of her life talking about the story, and she said in it um, that she's talking to the psychologist that uh, she had a memory then of a monkey that was trying trying it on with her. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so let us know what you've thought. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, like, what do you do think of Marina's story? What do you think? Are you for it or against it? We should do maybe a poll when yeah, this episode airs. We'll yeah, do a poll. Yeah. There we go. See what people think. Um, now, have you have anything more to add? Well, I was going to say, like, you know the way I was saying it, it is difficult for people to kind of, like, integrate with animals. Like, yeah. People have tried it in the past, right? And yeah, one, yeah. One famous story, and you probably, you know, Timothy Treadwell. Ah, oh, bear, bear This man. is the man who, like, it, there's a documentary on him. I'm not 100% sure what the documentary is The documentary is called... I can't think either. Grizzly yeah. man. Grizzly, Grizzly man. man, right? So basically, uh, Treadwell spent 13 summers living and studying with bears in Alaska, yeah. right? He was controversial partly because he lacked actual training as a research scientist and partly because he was way too confident around yeah, these big was. bears. Like That is, I have to say, that is a very good documentary for people to check out because you can just see how close he's getting to them. And yeah, how he was claiming the bears had never hurt him because they love him too much. Yeah. And even some of his defenders have said that he was becoming dangerously arrogant. Uh, in 2003, Treadwell wrote a letter to the association which read, My transformation is complete. A fully accepted wild animal brother to these bears in October of the same year he was killed and eaten by bears yeah he was found I think his watch was found I think was his girlfriend killed as well no she I think she found I can't really remember it's in the documentary it's a while since I thought yeah I saw it a good while ago as well and I just remember it like going Jesus oh she could have been found as well but geez yeah it is sad it's sad it was a brilliant documentary though yeah but like I think (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like 2008. I don't know, like, uh, and his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend. His girlfriend was killed as well. I know it's a different story, but Bear Grylls. What do you think of him in terms of speaking of bears? Speaking of bears, <laughs> but I, do you like a lot of people think that when Bear Grylls goes out to survive, that he's actually staying in a hotel somewhere? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Story. Like, did you, have you seen the one in Ireland? Have you seen that? Oh, that was desperate. I didn't watch it all. He was like a sheep. He could open a sheep and got into it. It was like a sheep and bag, and then he sl- he said you could sleep in this sheep if you need to to but, keep your body. But everybody warm. knows, like in Ireland, you're never like how 
how much wilderness can you get into before you wander on a country road and find a, a, a pub? A pub, yeah. yeah. A pub or a corner shop or something. Oh, like, yeah. you know or, what a mean? or a vape shop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's vape shops everywhere now. Like, you know what I mean? like, vape shop. Yeah. Just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. One CBD vapes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all it is. You know what I mean? No, there is. A, there's other stories of like, a, there's a man uh, who kind of like basically moved in with lions as well. But, uh, and he had a bit of a better experience. Like, um, he was an Indian man. And uh, like he he worked as kind of like a hunter, and he worked in the safaris and stuff like that. But then he, his name is George Addison or Admonson. He's nicknamed Baby Asimba, so Father of Lions. And he lived an amazing life. Uh, but he's best known for his award-winning documentary, which is called Born Free. I know you're into um, documentaries. I love like that. my documentaries. So Born Free. So this is basically a man, and he he's able to go in like wild lions accepted him, and he'd be going in there lying among lying amongst them. But like you get in and like petting them, and you know. How, they just, do you know what year that documentary is? Probably not offhand. Uh, I haven't got offhand. What What's year? it called? Uh, wild Free. Born, Born Free. Free. Born yeah. Free. Yeah. I'll check that out definitely. Yeah. So he's a, an Indian man, but he moved to northern Kenya. And pretty much dedicated all his life to lions, but they didn't eat him or anything like that. He was fine. Yeah. So it, it can happen a bit. I think it's he's very respectful of them and didn't like he wasn't you know thinking he was one of them. Yeah. Like your yeah, man yeah. Treadwell. But still, it is dangerous territory like to be in. Like you know, even like uh, uh, lions from the same family can get into a fight and be whacking each other with their big claws. Like they, he could piss them off one morning or something like that. Or, so they could just not like the cut of his jib. Yeah. And just think, ah, come here. There's and a, he can't defend them. There's a stranger tale now of another person who tried to integrate with animals, right? Uh, Margaret uh, Hoey Lovat. Have you heard of this woman? Margaret, yeah. It, it's a bizarre tale of a research project gone horribly wrong, right? Oh, so God. a 23-year-old research scientist named Margaret Hoey Lovat moved into a flooded house to teach a dolphin how to speak. Right, <laughs> that's correct. Right, <laughs> she moved in. So she was trying to teach a dolphin how to speak actual English. So there was like a proper house, and it was flooded. Yeah, like filled with water. So they okay. sealed up all the doors and did everything. And to, put a dolphin. They put in a dolphin there. named Peter in, and he had enough room to swim around. And then Lavat could kind of wait. So it was like up to her kind of like waist, so she oh, could yeah. kind of talk to him. Walk around. That's yeah. not right in the dolphin. She was given either. a desk and a bed that were like floating, so she could sleep and stuff on it. But she was spending all her time. This in This was like research. I think yeah. Like NASA, were, NASA were involved in this as well. Oh right? my god! So this isn't just a woman who said, no. "You know what I'd love to do." So she was there for twenty-four hours a day. Like so, so not long into the project, uh, latter uh, she realized that the dolphin was kind of courting her and was kind of like interested in her and he had romantic desires and they were getting in the way of her teaching him how to speak English. So she decided that she'd help him out with her hand. Oh, you're joking. No, this is real, right? Anyway, this ultra disturbing the whole thing, right? Anyway, but the project uh, it was anyway. It was the. <laughs> they were, what happened with they the, were given like they were given. Uh, so she relieved him. She was relieving him, and the, the like. How do you relieve a dolphin? She was masturbating the dolphin, like she's giving him a hand. Put her finger in his sinkhole. Well, I think. I think you no, know, it's a male dolphin. He did a penis. Oh really? Yeah. And Can we was, share a picture of a dolphin <laughs> penis? Dolphin's penis. <laughs> but anyway, so like, but there was some weird old stuff going on. There was other research projects. They were giving LSD to other dolphins and just seeing if they could like get them to transcend their brain. Because you know, they know dolphins are very intelligent, right? Yeah, yeah. But they don't like, they're trying to like. They want some of that intelligence. They want, but yeah, they want to just get, see if they can teach them English. I don't know why you need to teach a dolphin English. But anyway, they wanted them to try and get them to speak English. But uh, sure, the, pro- the project me. ended and Lavat and Peter went their separate ways. But the poor love struck dolphin would, never went on to form normal relationship with actual girl dolphins. Instead, he fell into deep depression and committed suicide by deliberately uh, failing to surface for air. 
and uh, the the story was. Do no, they the actually think no he more. did do that? They think he was so depressed, like because he developed it. Mind you, he just was getting reward system from this woman who was sorting them out all the time. You know what I mean? And then uh, when like, that stopped coming, they just said, "Look, this is not going to work anymore." When there was no more happy endings. Yeah, that's like, the story. I'm this story doesn't have a happy ending in the end. But uh, like that was it. Like so, they, then NASA and everyone said, "Look, this this is weird." <laughs> She's in there wanking off a dolphin. We have to stop this, right? So, <laughs> I'm pulling the plug. Yeah. So I said, and the dolphin. We as soon as she's finished, yeah. I put the <laughs> this is the last one, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so like it's documented online and everything. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that's obviously the dolphin. Then he he can never form proper relationships. Because he didn't know the mating culture and all that to get in with other things. He just thought, like, they're just going to come over and do do this for him, like, you know. Can I just say, when I started this podcast this week, I had no idea we were going to end up here. Well, we've went from, like, yeah, we went from some just dark time. area to kind of a stranger dark area. Well, it's not that dark. I think it's more, I'm enjoying <laughs> dolphin wanking more than child abuse. <laughs> dolphin suicide. Yeah, there is a suicide there at the end, that is out of the law, yeah. This is a bit of kind of a dark episode. Hand shandy for Flipper. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, that was um, our f- our wild child, episode. wild child episode. And look, we hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, you're fine. We won't be sharing, uh, but uh, yeah. So look up that story with the dolphins if you're if you're not doing anything as well. Because I think there's a bit of a video on YouTube about that as well. I don't know if that has the actual. Uh, and look, if you if you make the decision to have offspring, don't lock them in a cupboard with a bunch of budgies. Yeah, not, don't it's do fair. that. It's no. Not fair. No. It's not. Instead, fair. flood your house. And uh, get it off. <laughs> that was this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can check us out on the Rob Rap Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, so and we've accumulated all of our names together now, which is great. Yeah, and what do you think of our new logo? Last week we changed our logo. Oh, we got a new logo. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's the tricolor. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for me. Thanks, hey. <laughs> so yeah, if you get online, give us an old like, give us an old share if you if you feel like doing it. If not, just, just keep on listening. Just you know? let them go. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening.